Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sheila Shoiga, and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. For the next four episodes, I'll be talking all things pregnancy with a different guest each week. And today, we'll focus on the first and second trimesters. Like, the hormonal change is is so big in our bodies, and we kind of don't really... Like, you kind of just go through it every day, um, but it can bring so much with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like, you, like you said, it's so true. Like, some people can feel the best they've ever felt in their lives when they're pregnant. They love their pregnancy body. Other people hate their pregnancy body, mm. but feel ashamed to say that or feel guilty to say it because they're like, but I'm so lucky that I'm pregnant, mm. you know? But yeah. it's really important to acknowledge those feelings because it is okay to not love your pregnancy body, yeah. but, also, but still love the baby that you're growing. In this episode, I speak to Lucianne Hughes, also known as the Sunshine Doula. She's married to Chris and they have two girls, Daisy, who's four, and Poppy, who's two. And in this conversation, she takes us from the moment you find out you're pregnant to the end of the second trimester. We talk about the physical, mental and emotional symptoms of pregnancy, the importance of correct supplementation, what to avoid, what to do, birthing options and the choices available to you, and lots more. Here it is. So when you pee on that stick and you find out you're preggers, um, for those who have planned the pregnancy, it's obviously a joyous moment. If mm-hmm. you haven't, it might be a confusing time. Yeah. So it, it depends on everybody's personal situation. But um, it is certainly a life changing moment, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. And I, like I always laugh about this because, you know, you spend your teenage years slash 20s 
peeing on his dick and going, Jesus, I really hope it's, you know, and then all of a sudden it is positive and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my God, I don't think I'm ready for this. Do you know, because there's been such a focus on not getting pregnant than you are. And then, um, yeah, so yeah. It, it's such a life changing moment. Um, and there's so much that goes with it, all the emotion and everything like that. So it's it's full on. I'm just thinking of all the different people who perhaps will be listening to this mm-hmm. episode and their own experiences. They're bringing their own experience to the table when they're listening to this. And it's it's so varied because I certainly know what it's like to be pregnant for the very first time, which was four years ago when I was pregnant with Cahill. I also know what it's like to be pregnant again after that and if for it to result in a loss. Yeah. And again after that and it to result in a loss. Mm-hmm. And now find myself pregnant for the fourth time and now at 29 weeks pregnant, I'm full of excitement, but I'm definitely far more aware than I ever was first time around because the landscape has changed so, so much. So if you find yourself pregnant and you haven't been taking folic acid or you haven't been taking a prenatal multivit, like it doesn't matter. You can still, you can start now and you can carry that forward and it's absolutely fine. Ideally, if you are trying to conceive, it's great to, you know, think ahead and to start taking folate um, and your multivitamin, you know, because it just really helps. And also nowadays, a lot of foods are fortified, aren't they? Yes. I'm a big believer in supplementation as well as a good, you know, balanced diet. Absolutely. Me too. And I'm, I'm, I'm big into multivitamins and vitamins and supplements um, to help us throughout our fertility and through the whole of pregnancy. It's, it's so, so important. Um, you know, the study of epigenetics is fascinating. Um, and that's basically the study of our behaviours and our environment, um, which can cause changes that affect the way our genes work. Mm. Um, so things like stresses, um, toxins, external kind of um, stresses as well, can actually imprint the genes with these tags. But what we eat throughout pregnancy um, and how we how we nurture ourselves yes, yeah. through that and um, through the pregnancy can change that and they can take it away you know take those tags away so it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating I'm not qualified enough nearly to go into it in full detail but it's really really interesting and it just means that you know any of those things that have happened to us um, we can actually make a change to it and not carry it through to the next generation so we have been assuming we've been we've been you know eating well balanced and and in taking supplementation if we need mm-hmm. it. So we've ticked that box. In terms of products, because it can be a wash with so many different brands and it can be a bit like, oh God, I don't know where to go. I think find people who are experienced. So mm-hmm. a lot of people that work in health shops actually are very experienced in terms of knowing which brands, I suppose, have less crap in them for want yeah. of a better description. Absolutely. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you'll yeah. have some that might have a shiny package, but might mm-hmm. be full of bulking agents and binders and fillers and stuff that really your body doesn't need. So going for clean, pure products is always the way forward, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, I 100% agree. And, you know, like you can't put a price on your health, that kind of thing. I know. But but like if it's the difference between a couple of euro, go for the one that doesn't have the additives and the the bulking agents and all that kind of stuff. And you can see it by looking at the ingredients in the box. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, look, that's that's one of my things when I did nutrition and lifestyle coaching. My goal was to get everybody looking at labels in everything, yeah. as in in the supermarket, like picking up a, a thing of prepared fruit. 
will have a load of sugar in it a lot mm. of the times, you mm. know. And so it's it's just that awareness of like actually picking up the ingredients and having a look and just kind of seeing does that is that necessary? I don't think so, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of things. So like magnesium is a massive one. I'm a firm believer in magnesium, um, and I'll talk about it probably a bit with the kind of symptoms and um, of pregnancy. But um, magnesium is a great reliever of stress. Um, and what happens when we are stressed is that our body uses up a lot more magnesium um, and that can cause things like cramps or headaches or like even, you know, before you're pregnant, when you have your period, period pains, all that kind of stuff. So magnesium is really good um, whether you take it orally or you can use the sprays or creams as well. People yeah. say um, they get my mom calls it jelly legs or kind of jittery legs. Yeah. Um, um, that's a, a real sign of a lack of magnesium. Um but yeah, it's it's something that I firmly believe is, is very necessary through our whole lives, especially when we're pregnant as well. And safe to take in pregnancy. There's obviously different mm. forms of magnesium as well in the market. So there are. So just talk to whoever you're yeah. you're getting it from. Absolutely. And and the, the amounts differ for everybody. So if you take too much of it, you can end up having the runs. So you don't want that to happen. And if you do, all you do is just take it back a bit. So okay. take less. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's how you kind of know if you're t- if you've taken too much. Because it also can be a little bit. I I know for me personally, uh, I I am very cautious uh, about. I certainly was particularly four years ago when I was pregnant with my little boy about taking anything until I found out for sure is this safe? Yeah. Be it um, a cream I was putting on my skin mm-hmm. or you know, something I was eating or whatever it was, if it was going anywhere near my body, I'd need to know, yeah. is this safe? And it's good to be like that. Okay, you can be, you can be almost too extreme as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think, I think, look, a lot of good labeling will, will let you know if it is safe to take yeah. while pregnant or breastfeeding and that kind of thing as well. Um, brilliant. So magnesium and folate, we know they're two big ones. Any other prenatal vitamins are great. Yeah. And, and an like all we rounder. said, yeah, an all rounder is something that's really like that has a good um, balance of kind of vitamins and minerals. Um, so and again, ask in your health food store, you know, um, which ones they'd recommend. Um, and vitamin D, very important. Obviously, in Ireland, we don't get as much. I mean, we've had a bit of sun this summer, mm. but we don't get half a, half enough um in our in our everyday lives so it is important to take that i mean i i take it every day my kids take it every day um so in pregnancy it's super important as well and also now during these covid times yes. we know that it uh you know covid basically doesn't really like vitamin d it doesn't so it's, like it's, vitamin d at all so it's a good it's a good thing to have kind of boosted up in your system as well absolutely let's move on now mm. to um all the symptoms those wonderful so many <laughs> so <Sheila>. many <laughs> and again it's so unique yeah. and and different for every woman it is um you know so we have our physical symptoms we have our mental and emotional symptoms so let's mm-hmm. start with the physical ones yes yeah, so whole whole heap of them there is a whole heap of them i mean we've a list here um and i kind of put it out there last night actually on my stories and it was quite it was quite interesting that most people came back with the two kind of most common were like nausea and exhaustion yeah um so the nausea is nasty it's it's just awful it's that feeling of you know feeling really sick but not getting sick some people do get sick um and it can lead like the extreme version obviously being hyperemesis um gravidarium and that is really rotten where you'd be getting sick at least four times a day and that's throughout the pregnancy throughout the pregnancy it can stop um it can it, it like again with everyone it's different some people have it like some people have nausea for the first nine weeks 12 weeks some people carry it the whole way through their pregnancy and it's just that alone is exhausting 
on top of, of any kind of pregnancy exhaustion, you know. Um, so and like, look, the things anything ginger is meant to really really help um there is kind of ginger lozenges ginger teas ginger biscuits you know a case of i know people who've just carried like ginger biscuits in their ginger snaps in their bag um yeah or the lozenges you know there's these ginger lozen- okay. lozenges as well that you can get again you'd probably get them in a health food store yeah um gingins i think they're called um ah. people have found them really helpful and then i suppose first thing in the morning the tip i always heard was to have like a dry cracker or a bicky or something yeah. by the bed yeah. in the morning. Because for a lot of women, if they do suffer from morning sickness, uh, you know, or all day sickness, and yeah. as, as the case is for, for a lot of women, that, you, you know, first thing when you wake up, that's when it might hit you as well. Yes. But actually putting a small amount of food into your system helped. Yeah, and something really plain and dry, like yeah. you said, like a cracker or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's really unpleasant and it's really unfair. Mm. Um, and, you know, but it's a really good sign. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's a really good sign that the the hormone levels are there. They're, so it's they're reassuring in that way. Now, on the yes. other side, because <laughs> I remember I didn't really have, I had a little bit more this time around, but I didn't really have it yeah. when I was pregnant with my little boy. And everybody said, you know, would say it's a good sign. I'd be getting paranoid then going, but if I don't have it, it's that. I know. So it's, it's I know. It, it, look, it, it, everyone it, is different. Absolutely. And you're so right to mention that because it, it, this is a whole case of, yeah. you know, one person can sail through pregnancy with absolutely not a symptom at all and have a perfectly fine pregnancy and and you know labor and everything so and and then somebody else might have it for the whole pregnancy so it's so really individual you know we're all so unique and individual anyway um and another couple of things for nausea there are these acupressure wristbands that you can get oh yeah um they can help um pulsatilla is a homeopathy um oh that's right yeah, yeah homeopathic thing that you can take um and again magnesium and vitamin b6 then exhaustion yeah the exhaustion is very real like I don't know if you had it. Oh, um, I still do. And still do. I yeah. mean, it's it's now it's after ramping up, I think. Yes. Yeah. In the last week or two, I'm feeling yeah. like, yeah, you know, every hour I just want to nap. <laughs> I know. And like the joy with my first pregnancy, I could nap, do you know, whereas That's now yeah. the, like second and third, you can't. Um, but my point there would be if you do have the opportunity and you can't do it, like yeah. sleep when you need to. I was never a napper. Oh my God, I love those naps, you know. Especially in those early weeks, your body is going through mm. massive, massive changes. Yeah. Even though to somebody on the outside, they wouldn't even know you're pregnant. That's the thing. But it's phenomenal yeah. when and you start can, to look at what's happening hormonally it. and all the rest that yeah. goes with it. Absolutely. So much happens in those first few weeks. And, and like that, it's really hard because a lot of people don't, you know, don't talk about their pregnancy until 12 weeks. We had, that's quite common in Ireland. Um, I was always kind of a believer that, you know, look, I'm going to tell people because if anything does happen, they're the people who are going to help me back up again, you know. Yeah, so, I told people as well. Yeah. Early. Yeah. And look, it's to- again, with everything, it's totally personal, but um, it is hard when people don't know what's going on and you're having those symptoms and you yeah. feel so wrecked and you're saying no to things because you just couldn't fathom going out on a night out or whatever you know um the tender swollen breasts yes yes, that was one of the ways i knew i was pregnant absolutely that is a really obvious kind of sign and really um uh what's the word delicate and kind of sensitive nipples um yeah that I, I I just like remember walking through the freezer section of the supermarket and being like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah, yeah. So that's a good sign as well. Okay, brilliant. Um, not not pleasant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's food aversions and cravings. Um, 
you know I didn't really have any I have to say but cravings are definitely I believe your body crying out for something mm. Mm. you know um, there's usually a vitamin or a mineral in it usually like unless it's something like ice do you know what I mean that's like I guess a sensation that you want to feel or yeah, yeah, the, yeah maybe it's dehydration but it is normal like I, I have you know women who are craving like a lot of dairy that could mm. be a sign that your body just needs more calcium yeah 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 so it's Absolutely. not a bad it's not a bad thing no not at all and, and definitely listen to them do you know uh, again like that if, if your body's telling you something listen to it yeah um, because it's it's they are they're quite fascinating and it, it's kind of mind blowing but the, it's telling you what you need and mm. um, whether it's rest or food wise you know with the cravings um, or food aversions like if, if something is really like turn if you cannot even stand thinking about something about eating something it's telling you you don't need that at that particular time you know yeah I went off coffee in the first did trimester you? I did both times yeah wow um, yeah completely I didn't. I like yeah coffee. there you go it's, it's so, so diff- funny yeah yeah and I it wasn't that I I was making an effort to no. just not drink coffee it's like oh, I just didn't want coffee I just wanted a cup of tea and yeah and then I didn't even want tea and I went through a phase of wanting Ovaltine I turned oh, into an 80 year old woman hilarious yeah <laughs> I just wanted Ovaltine I was like what so bizarre <laughs> who are you I know who am I <laughs> so um, go with it go with it absolutely it's okay yeah absolutely then heartburn and gas again is something that's quite common and then back pain so lower and upper can it can really be affected I think you said you had sciatica didn't you I had sciatica first time round thankfully not wow. this time now I get the odd twinge but nothing yeah. major but I did yeah. and I was looking back over I kept a really comprehensive pregnancy diary when I was pregnant with Cahill and it was fantastic to read back over it yeah. the detail I had I have I've kept one this time round but I'm not half as detailed actually You're brilliant I didn't do that at all it was, <laughs> I just I got into the habit of doing it yeah. every day or every second day um, and it was lovely to, to read back over it but I was looking at it going oh yeah I really did the sciatica kicked in fairly lively for yeah. me like you know yeah. towards the tail end of the first trimester and kind of was there until maybe the last few weeks. Wow. Yeah. God, at, at full on. And it wasn't and, comfortable. And just as to mention, like any of these symptoms, you know, they're not necessarily just in the first trimester or, or just in the second. They're, again, they vary for everybody and they can last the whole way through or they can last for a few weeks. So constipation, increased urination or discharge, growing belly and breasts um, and that the, this, the, the belly can cause stomach pain from ligaments just stretching um, and yeah it's not very not very nice skin changes I did actually have itchiness okay. um, in pregnancy on my skin um, which wasn't very pleasant um, some women have pregnancy acne or you could also have that what was it called again? Cloasma, is it? The mask of pregnancy where you get the hyperpigmentation in your skin. Oh, I'm definitely yes. far more freckly yes. than ever. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your freckles can come out really strong. Yeah. yeah. Um, nasal problems. Again, I didn't have that. Pelvic girdle pain is, is a big one mm. and it can start very early in pregnancy and last the whole way through. It can be, you know, it can start at nine weeks, 12 weeks, whatever. It can start at any time. And that's where sometimes like a belly band can help yes. to support absolutely and give you relief yeah yeah um and then leg cramps i have their magnesium again any kind of cramping and varicose veins not pleasant but no. they're very real um yeah. mine got where i had them anyway throughout my life i have them genetically but and um, they absolutely got worse yeah so they're kind of the the main physical symptoms that you can expect you might not get any of them but also as well uh I suppose is it is it physical or is it more well it's a combination I suppose mm. of all is your libido yes. it can go through an increase or a decrease in pregnancy depending 
Mm-hmm. Normally, I would imagine for the first trimester, you're not really feeling it for a lot of women, no, especially if you're dealing with morning sickness. It's going to yeah. be the last thing on your mind. Yeah. But sometimes as we enter the second trimester, you can get a bit of a it's when you feel more energized. Mm-hmm. Not always, but mm. for the majority of women, they can feel a little bit of a pep in their step. And with yeah. that may come an increased sex drive. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and some people find that they actually just get extremely um, up for it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Come second or third trimester even, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other thing. But, you know, they say that sex for labor is great as well. And orgasms can be even better during yeah. pregnancy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so let's move on yeah. to our mental and emotional symptoms now. Yeah. So uh, like again, yesterday, um, two of the things that came back quite um, frequently were overwhelm, a mm. feeling of overwhelm mixed with excitement. Yeah. Like, a, like this contradiction of like, I'm so excited, but also, oh my goodness, you know, the reality of it hitting. Um, and then anxiety. So anxiety mm. is quite common, I think, for everyone when they get pregnant. Um, and that can be for first time parents, for anyone who's suffered loss, as you know, yeah. um, with any underlying health issues, um, you know, any underlying or kind of um, mental health, mental health issues that you had previously that you you felt that you may have dealt with can come back up again yeah. um, in pregnancy. And it's really, really important to, to mind them, um, mm. you mm. know, and to kind of really talk about it, to be very open about how you're feeling. If you are, if you do have any mental health issues that you had previously, like, you know, an eating disorder or depression um, or anxiety, it's really important to talk to your healthcare provider about it. So whether that's your midwife or your consultant, whoever, um, and to get some help with it. Yeah. You know, and it's okay to get help with it. Oh, absolutely. In I fact, mean, it's, it's important. It's, I would say imperative, like, I, you know, your mental health throughout your pregnancy is really, really important. Um, yeah, because if you're feeling vulnerable in pregnancy, when baby is born, mm. it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. And the, and the sleep deprivation that comes with it and all of that will just, magnify an issue. Absolutely. So actually being proactive through your pregnancy and yeah. saying, Do you know what, this isn't, this is, it's not a barrel of laughs. I'm not doing brilliant. And yeah. that's okay. Absolutely. Because there are plenty of people that will sail through pregnancy and find it the most empowering part of their lives ever. Mm-hmm. And for others, it is, it is a source of huge stress and anxiety, yeah. as you said. And Absolutely. that's also normal. It 100% is, um, you know, like the hormonal change is is so big in our bodies and we kind of don't really like you kind of just go through it every day, um, but it can bring so much with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like you like you said, it's so true. Like some people can feel the best they've ever felt in their lives when they're pregnant. They love their pregnancy body. Other people hate their pregnancy body, mm. but feel ashamed to say that or feel guilty to say it because they're like, but I'm so lucky that I'm pregnant, mm. you know, but yeah. it's really important to acknowledge those feelings because it is OK to not love your pregnancy body. Yeah. But also but still love the baby that you're growing. You know, absolutely. Um, and I think that's something, that's something that I definitely struggled with. That's really important because for some women, they feel at their sexiest when they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for others, it's they look in the mirror and, as you said, cannot make peace with the changes in their body. Yeah. Um, and and of course, 
you know, they love their baby. That's okay. And that, you know, but they, they're struggling with the changes yeah. and that is okay. Absolutely. And it's a really, really huge, important. yeah, it's a really huge feeling. And I, cause I had an eating disorder when I was younger, totally recovered. But when mm. the changes started happening in my body, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, it feels weird. You know, yeah. it feels strange. It feels like it's not me. And in the beginning as well, you know, it's not a case of a bump just appears straight no. away, but you get softer. Mm-hmm. It gets spun. Your tummy gets spongier is kind of the way I describe it. Yeah. You, you're a bit bloated. Yeah. So you're at this weird in-betweeny stage at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And that's the bit that I think is hard Um you know, for some people, because it's not you're not defined as pregnant because and, and also you may not have told anyone, you yeah, know, so yeah. um, and you could have all these other symptoms going on that are really hard. So, um, yeah, it is. It's definitely a, a thing where you just like you said, you get more womanly, you get more curvy, you get mm. more the way we were intended to be. Um, and that's kind of, you know, as I mean like obviously there's there's plenty of people who have different bodies and our bodies are all different sure but just for pregnancy um yeah and it's it's quite hard to come to terms with that yeah you absolutely. know but but to talk about it is really really important yeah you know yeah um brilliant advice mm, and then so yes th- with those hormonal changes come mood mood swings really yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no, you're you're perfectly so level I, all the time. I, I was in I was in a shop the other day. I wanted to get money out of the ATM in the shop, and yeah. it was on the blink, and I was running late, and I wasn't in great form, and and I went up and I just bought a bottle of sparkling water, a treat myself, and the, guy, <laughs> the young guy, early twenties, said, "How are you today?" And I Grant, I went only Grant. And I, I swear the look I gave him was like a death stare. Oh. That, and I walked out of the shop and went, that was not me. Oh, that was not me. No. Who was that person? Yeah. I would normally always rise above and go, what is his intention? He is being nice and friendly. And I told my partner when I came home, and I was like, oh my God, I was such a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was just, I was wagging because I was in just foul humor. Mm, I know. Blame it on the pregnancy. Blame it on the pregnancy. I know. And the other thing is that you, t- you like, I'm a very sensitive person anyway so I take things very personally I'm like you know really sensitive but that like tripled when I was pregnant oh, yeah. you know mm. you, you know things that people would say to me I take it completely the wrong way and be oversensitive and you know kind of in bits about it yeah. you know yeah. sobbing other, yeah <laughs> I do that too I also do the uh, I have no tolerance Oh, yeah. Which isn't brilliant now. No, it's not. But <laughs> I feel like I'm like that anyway, but it was just multiplied. No, no tolerance for anything. Yeah. No, I just. Yeah. Oh, poor, my goodness. Like the poor guy in the shop. Um, right. So be aware that just blame it on the blame it on the pregnancy. pregnancy. But, you know, the other thing I will say, though, is that it's really important to talk to your partner if you have a partner um, or mm. if you're doing it alone to talk to the people around you to to talk to your support network about that and kind of be like, because I had so many times and I was just like, I am so sorry, Chris. I'm so sorry. I was such a bitch that I promise you that wasn't me. Do you know? <laughs> Now I'm still saying it. And he's like, you're, you're not like kids are four and two. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, no, it is really important to just talk about those things so that they're aware. Because you know what? I think that sometimes we think that they're mind readers. 
um, but they're not. Are they, they don't not? know. <laughs> I know. I, I, like it's shocking, <laughs> Sheila. Shocking. Um, but unless we actually spell it out and say, "This yeah. is how I feel," yeah, you know, they're not going to know. Or yeah. this is what I need right now. Or this is what I don't need. You know, it's really important to have those conversations, no, and that's really good practice in pregnancy for when the reality comes with the baby. Of course. Um, no, I'm just finding this hilarious because you're obviously just <laughs> pressing a lot of buttons at the moment with me, <laughs> stuff that's going on. Um, oh, but dear. yeah, look, it's it's important to recognize what is going on in your mind mm-hmm. as well as the body. Yes. And that, you know, they are intertwined. So if you neglect how you're feeling, it'll come out in an in a in a in an outburst of tears or anger yeah. or whatever. So yeah. that's okay as long as you're expressing it. But getting to the point where you can actually say, oh, I'm struggling before you have the meltdown is probably a good move. Well, yes. Again, note I mean, to self. I, I guess, but also that's sometimes not possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And don't beat yourself up over anything. <laughs> um, another thing that is very, very important to talk about is um post-traumatic stress disorder Mm. Um, and I would talk about any kind of trauma from previous births um, which is really really important um, or any other traumatic events in your life Um, some people go through trauma in birth and it they just kind of you know they they leave that birth feeling like well you know oh sure look I have a healthy baby in my arms but that's not how trauma works and yeah. it's really important to address the trauma and sometimes what happens is it comes up when people find out they're pregnant for the second or third or fourth time mm. um, and that's it comes to the surface again and it becomes a big fear factor and it becomes it take it can take over um, so it's really really important to deal with that trauma with somebody who is qualified to deal with birth trauma. There is a kind of a fear release um, for labor and, you know, um, traumatic birth recovery that you can do. Um, And perhaps I can give you some some details in the show notes because um, there's a few people. Yeah, there's a few people who I can absolutely recommend for that because it is it's very, very common. And sometimes it's not just it's not like birth trauma. It can be a previous trauma in your life that you perhaps didn't deal with and it can come up. Um, you know, when you get pregnant. Yeah. Um, so really, really important. Any kind of um, if there's been any kind of sexual abuse or anything like that, that can very often come up in pregnancy with the idea of birth happening. Um, so, yeah, it's really massive um, and probably worth a whole other po- podcast yeah, on its own, you. a whole other episode. Um, but it's really, really important to deal with it and to um, to yeah to kind of take it take it to the next level where you you feel okay with it that was a really good um i suppose snapshot into all of the symptoms physical mental and emotional that that a that a woman can experience in those beginning stages of pregnancy but they may they may fade away or they may last um and it is completely unique to every woman even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But let's mm-hmm. talk about, um, for me, what mm-hmm. I found one of the, and I, I remember writing it in, in my diary, mm. this is feeling a, a little overwhelming. The choice I had to make on, do I go for a hospital? If so, which hospital am I going to go with, um, you know, the midwife led mm-hmm. way of doing things, our consultant? And and sometimes it's a I don't I don't know where to go yeah. or where to start. Yeah, I know. And it's it, like for me, it blows my mind that this isn't something that is not like this isn't something that's done with your GP when you go. You know, I mean, I don't know. Again, it's it was very much a, a case of like, um, oh, well, you pee in a stick, you're pregnant, you go to your GP, Do you know. And I mean, my GP was like, but sure, you did two tests. They're very accurate you're yeah. definitely pregnant, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thankfully for me, he was able to give me some advice about, say, the domino scheme, which I'm going to talk about. Um, but also another another kind of thing that that happens is that in, in Ireland, it's like, well, my sister had this consultant and so did my mom. So I'm going to go with them. Oh, absolutely. It's just a case of that's what they did. So that's what I'm going to do as opposed to going, oh, OK, so these are all my options on the table. This is the one that is screaming out to me because it's definitely up my alley kind mm, of thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so birth options. Um, well, there's the hospital births. Um, in that alone, you have um, the public sector. So the public sector, um, is it's a great service absolutely great service um, in that way you would you'd basically do kind of your antenatal clinics in the hospital or in the community um, you'd usually see a midwife on each visit and then you'll see a consultant usually a different one on each visit um, depending on the on the hospital and then the midwife will support you during labour and the consultant kind of is there should there be any issues or any problems. Um, and then postnatally, you can stay in the ward. Um, I think it's one to five days, depending on on how the labour has gone. Um, then you have semi-private. Um, so in that situation, you and that's only, I think, uh, only available in Dublin. Um, but you okay. attend semi-private clinics and see the consultant and his or her team. Um, you may not see the same person on each visit. You may. And then the consultant or the team member may attend the birth, um, just depending on their availability. Okay. Um, the fee is usually around a thousand euro um, and private health insurance does cover most of it um, some are all of the fees and then uh, like postnatally you'd have either a semi-private room if it is available mm-hmm. yeah and then the private option so that is you choose your consultant you meet them at every appointment and um, they usually attend the birth 
um, no matter what. And then um, you'd have a private room afterwards, again, depending on availability. And the cost of that is usually €4,000, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. And a lot of health insurance companies cover it. Um, or a good chunk of it. Yeah, A good chunk of it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, then within the public sector, there are... Um, midwife-led clinics. Yeah. Um, so midwife-led clinics are basically where um, you do kind of combined care between the hospital and your GP. Mm-hmm. So um, in Hollis Street, it's the domino scheme. Yes. Um, and then, so what you would do is, and that's what I did on my first actually. So you do your, um, you don't have to go into Hollis Street for your visits. They have kind of satellite clinics all so around So this Dublin. is the domino scheme? This is the domino scheme, yeah. Um, so you have, and once you're within the catchment area, you're, and, and once you're, um, you know, once you're not high risk, you can then, be accepted into the domino scheme. If anyone's thinking about it, I would say get in touch with them straight away. Once you pee on the stick and you know that you're pregnant and you're thinking that you would like to go this way, call them straight away because they only do a certain number. They only take on a certain number of patients a year. The combined care is, you know, you'd, you'd see your GP and then you, the next visit you see your midwife. Okay, in the satellite clinic. Ah, okay, yeah. So it's like for me at the time, I was living in Town. I would go to St. Michael's in Dunleary for my my midwife visits and yeah. then I would go to the GP for the other visits. Um, and they just, Why were they split up? Uh, it's just every second one. So it's combined care ah, between your GP. Every second one. Yeah. I get you, yes. I get you. So, okay. so that you're not, you know, you don't have to go into Hollis Street all the time. You don't have to. They so basically, it's more convenient. It's really convenient. Yeah, really, really convenient. They very much a hands-off approach. Um, they wouldn't they, the only scan that they do is at 20 weeks the anomaly scan at 20 weeks that's the only scan that's the only scan they do so if you want to you can do a private scan for your early one um, so we did that say at about 11 weeks okay. um, some uh, health insurance will cover that um, some don't um, then so there's no consultants at all yeah Unless there's an issue in birth, then they would um, call on a consultant on a team. Um, but their whole idea is it's a hands a hands off approach. You'd be going for a pain relief free labor. Yeah. Um, and they're like, so that. is that a given or is that a, a, an aspiration? That's an aspiration. Yeah. Um, they, you know, gas and air is available. Um, but if you were thinking, no, I'll definitely get an epidural, they probably wouldn't take you on. I get you. Yeah. See, I didn't know any of this. I'll be honest. Yeah, I know. I'd heard of the scheme, but I didn't know how it worked. How it worked, yeah. So this is really important info. Absolutely. And um, so then the idea is... Is it free? Yes. It's public. Totally it's part of the free. public service. Yeah. 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 And then um, you, when you go, the, the idea is you stay at home as long as possible before you come into the hospital for labour um, so that you're, you know, when you get in there, you're kind of nearly ready to go as such. Um, Then you go into them, the midwives are there, but they very much let you do your thing um, unless there's an issue. Yeah, and they they really, really do that. Um, and And that's a good thing for those listening who find themselves pregnant for the first time. The idea that they let you do your own thing might seem a bit daunting, but, you know, as women who've gone through it and what we share is that we've both had a drug free birth experience mm-hmm. being left to do your own thing is actually a real positive absolutely you know yeah limiting medical in- intervention or not having any at all ideally if you can and and allowing you to go into it and labor and do what is completely natural is yeah. a good thing 
thing. Oh, 100%. And I mean, look, and that's if that's what you choose. You know, there's no, like my whole belief is that, you know, a positive birth experience is an experience that you walk out of feeling empowered, feeling listened to, feeling like you were in control of what happened, that you were, you, everything was explained to you why they had to do something, why they didn't do something. That is the most important thing. So Completely. It doesn't matter what your birth looks like. For me, that's what I wanted. I know. And you're you know? so right. Like one of my pals um, elected to have a C-section. She had, she had C-sections on both her kids. And I just say more power to her because she just said, absolutely, wasn't even going to entertain the idea yeah. of labour. Absolutely. But this is what I wanted. And, and she had a wonderful birth experience. Yeah. She, you know, she, she knew that she, the date was in the diary. Mm-hmm. That's what she decided to do. Mm. And she's two fabulous kids. And I just say, absolutely do it. You know, we all have to make these decisions totally. that are right for us. And the thing, the thing I would say is that informed is best, uh, you know, so getting the knowledge beforehand. I mean, I was eating information about about labor and about first what, time. I'm, I'm really not so yeah, I'm a bit rusty need to mm, as much second yeah. time. But but as in as in this kind of thing, like, OK, you know, if you are if this is even giving you a, an inkling of Oh, that sounds like I could definitely do that. Go and read like Ina May Gaskin's Guide oh, to yeah. Childbirth. My favourite. Yes. And and like it's it can be a bit like I remember even for me and I'm, people would say I'm a little bit hippy dippy. Not really, but the, it can be a bit like it's that. It's a good thing. It's but good it's, thing. it's 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 the, the dipping in and out of those really positive birth stories can just change your mindset for labour. And that's the most important thing. Well, it can show you that it is possible. Mm. Yeah. If all these women who went before did it, why would you be any different? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, there's a whole heap of, you know, baby has to be in a, uh, the right position. There's yeah. a lot of different ingredients that have to align. Mm-hmm. But you are well able. Absolutely. And we are stronger and more capable than we think. The midwife-led care, um, they really do believe in that and it's great. Um, and the other side of that is the transfer home is six to 12 hours after labour, depending on how you are doing. So if there was any stitches or anything that needed... Um, you know, maybe some extra care or something like that. But um, the idea is that you get home as soon as possible. So, oh, right, yeah. yeah. So, like on my fr- on on Daisy, when I had Daisy, I, she was born at ten to nine at night. Yeah. Um, so there was no peds around, pediatrics around to give her the the all clear to go home. So I had to stay the night. But like first thing in the morning, they were down. They had me. They had the pediatric look at her and our pediatrician look at her, and we were home in my bed at 11 a.m. Wow. Yeah. And it was amazing. Now, look, some people don't like that idea either. Some people like the idea. Want the comfort blanket yes. of being in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, right now, the way things are and the maternity stri- restrictions, which I won't talk about, but, um, you know, getting home to your partner, if you have a partner or your support network um, is like 100 percent, you know, the way to go. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's uh, with the midwife led care that is part of it. So if everything's fine and you've had your baby and everything is fine and baby's OK and you're OK, you can be at home six hours later, you know. Um, yeah. So that was your first birth experience. And then mm. your uh, second, we won't go into huge detail, but your mm. second then was a home birth. A home birth. So yeah. you've had two different birth experiences, which is fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, and too, like, I'm very lucky. Um, and I say that, like, I, I say that and sometimes I feel like I shouldn't say it because, you know, again, you you feel like you might upset somebody and I, I, I may well. Um, but, like, I did put an, an awful lot of work into both. You have to own both. it too. Do you know what? I'm glad you said that because I do exactly what you did mm. there or what you do. And I do sometimes almost apologise for it or dumb it down or say I'm very, very lucky. But, yes, 
luck plays its part, but there's also a huge amount of preparation, I feel, that goes Mm. into it. Mm. And then when you're in it, you're in it. You're in it. Exactly. And that's the thing. And there is luck involved, as you say, for things like, you know, baby's positioning. And sometimes that just doesn't change. And yeah. and, and therefore the, the birth that you've expected or wanted can't happen. And that's a massive blow. Um, you know, and, and that's a whole other thing, you know, dealing with stuff going against what you had planned in your birth preference list or whatever. But um, and yes. We, and we will get into more detail yeah. On this very topic in in later episodes, mm-hmm. but um, for me, a huge thing that worked was not having a huge amount on the birth preferences, yeah. and also being open minded that mm. what was going to be was going to be. Yeah, um, I was doing all I could to prepare as best I could, and then I there was a lot of surrender involved mm. um, because baby decides how they're going to come into the world. Absolutely, and that's the thing. And we can and have great old plans, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Exactly, you know? absolutely, mm. absolutely. And and the, just to say on the midwife-led care, like so there's the domino scheme in Hollow Street, but there's lots of midwife-led clinics around the country. So do check out, um, I'll give you a link for kind of all this information there's a really good link on Ames Ireland um, for for all the different things Um, and it's just really good and then the last option is the home birth like you just said Um, so home birth is an option a lot of people don't believe or you know think that it's for the hippy dippy type and I know I was slagging myself there saying that I was but I really am not and um, it is available to everybody it's available to you it's available to you know to everybody Um, there is the Domino Scheme offer a home birth service once you're in the catchment area. Um, the HSE, off, and that's free, the HSE offer a home birth service. Again, that's free. Um, and you just have to basically contact the midwives, talk to them, figure out if you connect. Um, and then the Private Midwives Ireland would take... The one thing about the Domino Scheme and the HSE is they're quite bound by the hospital regulations, whereas the, the Private Midwives Ireland take on... Um, cases that might be in inverted commas high risk okay. um, so it's well worth checking them out they they are um, you do have to pay for it but again some a lot of health insurance companies cover it um, the other thing I will say that's really important about all of this is that when you are choosing your care provider it's so important that you love them yes because if you don't it can completely change your whole birth experience and you're at your very most vulnerable when you're giving birth and if you don't trust the person in the room with you 100% you, like it, it that's it can be game over do you know um, brilliant point brilliant yeah. point a friend of mine who um, went to I presume it was a consultant and just wasn't feeling it and went not and then went a completely different direction and was so glad she did. Mm. And that's back to what you said at the beginning. It's following your gut instinct. Yeah. And that heart, like that, that gut instinct starts from the moment we conceive. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a re like it leads me to this. Um, so it starts from the very moment that we conceive. If at any point throughout your pregnancy, first, second, third trimester, it doesn't matter. If you get a niggle that something's not right, call the hospital, call the midwives, call whoever you can and get them to check you over because it's niggling at you for a reason it might be nothing in which case that's absolutely brilliant but if it is something it's something that may well be have been caught and um yeah so trust that gut from the moment it starts i remember uh, towards the latter end of my pregnancy with Cahill, i 
again, had this feeling and I got in the car and I drove in and I, I drove in safely, but I do remember <laughs> feeling like I got in there at the speed of sound and in my mind trying to calm myself and not mm. worry. And it was simply that, you know, towards the end of your pregnancy, you should be aware of baby moving and counting those little kicks and, mm. and punches that you're getting. And it had just been quiet and unnervingly quiet. So I went into the perinatal centre in the coom and they strapped me up and 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 everything was fine. Mm. He was just that he was kicking to my back. Yeah. So I couldn't feel the kicks. Mm. And I kept apologising because it's a natural kind of a state. I, I, a lot of people who know me know, know that I say sorry a lot. Yeah. And I kept and every single one would stop. Yeah. You were right to come in. Absolutely. Is better that you came in than you didn't because what it's the what if. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So never second guess yourself. Um, and obviously I was so relieved. I was very fortunate that everything was fine. But, uh, you know, don't ignore that. That's a really important thing to say at any yeah. stage. At any stage of the of the pregnancy. And, and because like it's so powerful, it's so strong and it goes the whole way through the like babies and childhood and everything. But listening to it and, and one of our midwives said it at the very beginning with me um, with our, the domino scheme and she said if you ever have a niggle call us never feel bad we'll much prefer you to call and for it to be nothing yeah. than for you to not call and it be something the other thing um, that I would say is um, yes about the birth prep and, and li- like you know these antenatal workshops and any kind of classes throughout pregnancy are so important you know, I know yeah. I know it's been a big thing for people who are pregnant now who haven't had the opportunity to go physically to ca- classes. Um, but even if you can get to ones that are online, a lot of stuff is opening up now as well, which is great. And it builds a little community for you, you know, um, of people who are going to have babies around the same time as you. Um, and that's really nice. And also to be able to go through symptoms with somebody who's going through the same thing and you know them to be like oh I know because as much as we remember we also forget a lot yes we do for a reason you know (laughs) I've forgotten so much I know yeah really and truly I have Mm -hmm. and I you know I'm just like where where is that gone Uh, you know it's selective memory selective memory so yeah it's it's important and and obviously there are classes that can be provided by hospitals that are Mm -hmm. free of charge but there's also ones that you pay for that are worth investing in as well I absolutely believe so yeah yeah um there's a load and again I'll put links um I'll send links over to you um for the notes but like there's you know fear release for birth there is um, VBAC you know vaginal birth after cesarean um, oh, right. workshops Brilliant. Um, because that is something that is is quite common as well and okay. um, really important to kind of talk about you know to, to know that a vaginal birth is possible after a cesarean section yeah great um, and yeah I mean look I could go on and on about all these different amazing people who do brilliant workshops um, but I will send you all the links okay and we'll, we'll pop them in yeah uh, one of the things I found a little again I, I wish I had known this was I think I was at the 13 week mark yeah when I was pregnant with Cahill where um, you know a midwife in the coom went through my medical history mm. um, my health you know that of my family that of my partner and went on a while and 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 I wasn't I didn't quite know that that's what it was in, involved yeah and I went home with like a huge folder and I remember thinking God, this is a lot to, to kind of take in in one sitting. Um, so just not to be frightened of that. That's normal. And yeah. ev- everywhere is different. But, 
you know, being asked your you know about your your medical uh, history is yeah. a good thing it's a positive absolutely and it's it's kind of it's a good it's good to mention it now so that people kind of can ask those questions to their parents we don't ask those questions no we don't you know unless we're in a situation where we need to but it's good to know that information before you go in um so yeah really good point another thing that i would say is to, to um contact a women's health physio mm. throughout pregnancy not just after um, it's a really good thing to do just for them to make sure that everything is um, okay in the pelvic floor area um, and also it's kind of to help us prep because exercises that we can do and I don't mean just doing um, you know those oh my god the, the, the name has gone out of my head anyway hey, Kegels Kegels thank you yeah. yes Kegels um, that you know to prep our pelvic floor for what's to come for labour and then afterwards because afterwards, yeah. you know pregnancy is a huge pressure on our pelvic floor and it if we look after it through pregnancy and postpartum we can prevent a lot of issues with it later on in life so it's really good to do that now um, while you're pregnant and again, we'll add that link into the yes. show notes and yep. I probably need to yep. con- t- contact them myself. <laughs> um, no harm. And obviously as well, there are plenty of different blood tests that can be done mm. that perhaps you can investigate yourself to see if you would like to get done. But things like, you know, having a full blood count is important. Uh, mm. Checking your thyroid levels is really yeah. important to pregnancy. I'm aware because I don't have a thyroid gland uh, wow. because I had thyroid cancer many yes. years ago. So I have to supplement medication. But the yeah. great thing is I'm very on top of it. So it's fine. But, you know, for those who have maybe never got their thyroid checked, it's important yeah. to get it checked because really you may need a bit of assistance with yeah. that. And that's OK. Yeah. Um, things like you can go for... Um, the, the I suppose harmony, it's harmony um, panorama tested different different names on them where they check for any chromosomal issues mm-hmm. in in baby yeah again it's a personal choice totally some women like to do it I was one of those others don't and yeah. and I know people who who decided against it as well and for their own personal to, reasons I think it's good yeah exactly and it's good to like when thinking about it go okay is this information going to be beneficial to me how am I going to deal with this all that kind of stuff so do the prep beforehand I'm sure they help you with that but yeah exactly it's it's important to just just think of all those things and that's why I think I liked it because mm. for me information is power yeah and regardless of what I would discover yeah I felt like well at least I'll know exactly yeah and then I can prepare myself mm-hmm. as yeah. best going forward yeah. yeah yeah um going to the dentist is something as well that you don't yeah. always think of but no harm in if you haven't done it before you conceive to get it done early enough in the first trimester mm. just in case because you know through pregnancy as well naturally baby is 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 taking a lot of goodness from you this is where your calcium and and different yeah. minerals and vitamins are important as well because some women's teeth weaken through pregnancy particularly yeah. later on so getting them checked making sure there's no issues mm. there is is good and doing it early is probably Definitely. a good idea it's a really good idea yeah um, I totally agree. Clothing wise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How I, did you feel? Um, I, I just couldn't get over the fact that every time I looked at a top, a pregnancy top, there are bloody stripes on it. Oh, yeah. They're all feckin' stripey. <laughs> the nautical theme. Yeah. What is this? Are we all in, in Brittany? That's the Brett on top. I, I didn't get it. So I, I refused to, to do it, to buy the stripey top. OK. Um, and how have you found it now this time? Grant not buying a lot of maternity clothes yeah. just wearing bigger sizes yeah 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The schooner today is uh, not maternity. It's just yeah. massive. And it's <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, and that's the thing. So, and it's what, whatever you feel comfortable in, you know. And I do love a, a good pregnancy legging though. Oh, yeah. And there's a great Irish brand, actually. I'll, I'll link them in here. Yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, okay. so comfy. Okay, and great. Worth, just worth getting at least one decent pair. Absolutely. That are opaque and comfy and will yeah. last you throughout your pregnancy. And then, of course, when baby is born, you can't wear them. You can still wear them. Yeah. So. And there's um there's the, you know, the options between under the bump and over the bump. Yeah, I'm an over the bump gal. I like over the bump, but yeah. I know it's personal choice. Mm, totally. Yeah. Um, I found extenders really handy in the early stages of yeah. pregnancy where and not just for the extenders for your bra, but also for your jeans. Mm. The ones where you can still wear your favorite jeans in the first number of weeks. And, and get away with it. And get away with it. And it's cheaper in the yes. beginning. Yeah. Because you can is. spend a fortune on maternity clothes. Oh, and yet, listen. at the end of the day, you're only going to be pregnant for yeah. X amount of months. And also, they only fit for a certain amount of time, do you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends. So, I mean, look, there's a lot There's a lot to do. And there's and, and yet, in saying that, you can do all of these things or mm. not. It's your choice. But I do think when it comes to preparing for... What what the pregnancy entails and childbirth, doing your homework. The the earlier the better. Yeah. It's never too late. No, it's never too late. Never too late. But this quicker you get your mind in the zone. Now I will say I think I was in a kind of a state of denial until well into the second trimester before yeah. I started to really think of childbirth. Yes. And it's funny, like so a lot of people are like that as well and don't. I was the I was like, Oh my god, tell me everything. I wanted to know everything okay. as as quick as possible and, and like just like I kept watching videos and I was I mean obsessed with it all yeah um, but I, I get it like a lot of people are like no don't want to think about that until the third trimester and that's fine like that's totally fine but the, well it's fine and it's not in terms of depending on how you want to give birth or where you want to give birth so exercise exercise yes so it's perfectly safe to continue to do any exercise that you were doing when you conceived yeah yeah Um, you know don't start like I don't know doing weights if you hadn't been doing them before. If you hadn't been doing them before. But if you've been doing weights up until the time that you conceived, then absolutely it's perfectly fine to do it after that. Um, and then listening to your body, like if, you know, if your body is like, no, I really don't want to go for a run or no, I really don't want to go for a swim. Just let it. Like absolutely, Just yeah. listen and say no and rest, you know. Yeah, and rest is, is, is a massively Huge. powerful tool. Absolutely. Rest. The body is doing so much work. Listen to it and yeah. what it's telling you to, like it is telling you to rest for a reason. Can we go through um, quick enough the do's and don'ts of foods? Because again, I found and I still do find that I, I have to type it into Google. Yeah. Can I eat this? Is this OK? Know. You know, I would have avoided probably far more foods four years ago than I do now. Yeah. Because I would just been, you know, ultra cautious. Yes. You know, about certain seafoods and different things. But um, look, it's good to err on the side of caution, but don't Absolutely. beat yourself up if you have you know, no. a prawn. No, exactly. You know, as and long as it's well cooked, it's fine. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer in kind of not changing up too much um, beforehand, apart from the things that are, you know, like unpasteurized milk or cheeses, blue cheeses, uh, pate, food with raw or uncooked eggs. Um, so like homemade mayo, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, cold or cured meats are not ideal raw fish soft served ice cream and then unpasteurized or mold ripened food products um, but again if you have a 99 yeah like, don't freak out no absolutely not and the whole thing is it's just 
it's it's all about the the bacterial listeria yeah and that's the kind of fear like i remember with daisy i had a i did deli sandwich i used to love going to donnybrook fair for my lunch and getting like a mm. tuna roll or whatever and i was like oh my god i did and i was and then i was like oh my god what are you doing no it's fine you're totally fine i am very much a believer in you kind of know yourself yeah um you know, like obviously stay away from the mouldy cheeses and, and that kind of stuff and pate. But, but yeah. you know, with everything within reason. So again, you just want to, you want to fuel your body as best you can. Treat mm-hmm. yourself as well, but just everything in balance. Everything Absolutely. in moderation. And like that old thing, like you're not eating for two. You know, you're really not, or three or whatever, but you're not. Like yeah. you don't need the as extra. As much as that. Absolutely. No, and really like in the first trimester, me. they say you don't actually need any extra calories. You yeah. know, and then in the second and third, maybe two to three hundred more calories. But, you know, there is this whole um, I know, but 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 it can be of like really I'm just pulling a things. sad face. I know the sad face. You've <laughs> given me the bottom lip, lads. Um, yeah, no. But, you know, we don't like, know. eat eat when you're hungry and, and but also treat yourself exactly like you said, like and have a healthy attitude to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And health is the key. Yeah. Absolutely. Health is key. Health is key. Healthy body, healthy mind, healthy baby, you know. Yes. Okay, um, brilliant. Um, you've covered so much there. Anything else before we let you go? No, I think just try to enjoy it. Um, as I said before, knowledge is power. Get as much knowledge as you can for whatever it is that you need to make yourself feel empowered going into your labor um, or before, you know, knowing which option you're going to go to choose whether it's midwife-led consultant whatever it is and as I said before you know a positive birth experience is one that you feel empowered and the only way you can do that is by having the knowledge you know and also to just talk about how you feel because that's really really important There was so much more we could have covered but I hope you feel a little more empowered now as you progress through your pregnancy Next week, we delve into the third trimester and try and prepare you as best we can for these exciting and often nerve-wracking weeks. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real Conversations. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. 
code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.